Thanks, friend. Well, hello, church. My name's Chris Lyons, and um, I get to be part of leading family ministry here. It's a total privilege to spend uh, these moments with you, reflecting on uh, such a calling for all of us in moments such as this. Uh, We're in the middle of a, a new series called Be Thou My Vision, and this is the second of three weeks of reflecting on this this picture, this vision, uh, uh, an expectation of what God would see for us at such a time as this. And so I want to just reflect a little bit on what uh, last week, uh, Pastor Nathan Nelson, he talked about uh, the birth of the church at at Pentecost and how when the Holy Spirit came, people looked around and they saw miracle after miracle. The diversity of of the, the new church and how Tongues were spoken and people heard in their own language the good news of Jesus Christ risen and alive. And over 3,000 people came to faith that day. And it began this ripple effect from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the very ends of the earth. All they had to do was look around and they saw that miracle. Next week, uh, Pastor Richard will be talking about what it means to look forward at such a time as this with faith. Today, we're actually going to be looking back, looking back and seeing that the faithfulness of God in our past should lead us to trust, to lead us to to rely and lean into the the great hope that God will be faithful in the future. And we're gonna explore this text from Deuteronomy 6 and see that there's a call to be careful in two specific ways, careful to remember and careful to revere. Would you please pray with me? Father, uh, for most of us, these, these have been hard times to see clearly. Things have been murky, obviously, with the pandemic, with so much division in our country, hurt and injustice and tension, personal loss, uh, financial instability. And yet, and yet you have been faithful. Sometimes we spot it, celebrate it, and trust it. Sometimes not so much. But in these moments as we consider how we can look back with faith and preparation to move forward in faith, Jesus, by your spirit, speak to our hearts, clear instructions to trust you with today and our tomorrows because you've been faithful. And now Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, I've had so much fun. It's just been actually a joy to dig in to such a meaningful text in the Old Testament. It's actually really at one of the core chapters in uh, the the Pentateuch or what the Jews call the Torah in Deuteronomy chapter six. And here these words of guidance, I think they're perfect words for us to reflect on today. Deuteronomy is actually the words of Moses, instructions for the people of God who have been now wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. They'd been freed from slavery. They'd been released from their captivity in Egypt, but now they've been wandering. They're at the edge of the promised land in this new season. What was there to expect? All of the unknowns and uncertainties, what to expect in this new season? Anyone relate? I know I do. In these moments, they had to lean on the the goodness and the faithfulness of God in the past. They showed up with manna and quail. They led them by a cloud and by, by fire. They could trust God. Now, before we 
talk about the specifics from Deuteronomy, I got to just ask a, a question to folks in the room. You can reflect on this at home. Anybody not so great at following instructions? Oh, honesty. And the rest of you uh, maybe aren't so great at telling the truth. Anyhow, here's the thing. I got to tell you a story. I was uh, dating a girl who was in the Navy. She was a nurse, uh, is a nurse. Her name is Lisa, now my wife. And I had just come back from this, this boating trip at Lake Shasta and I had an ear infection. But the very next day I was going to be whitewater rafting with the youth group. And so I told her, I got this ear infection. What should I do? And she said, I know what to do. I'm a nurse. What you need to do is get some silly putty. You guys know what I'm about to tell you? Get some silly putty. And what I need you to do is go ahead and stick it in your ear and it'll close it off and no more water will get in there and you'll be fine. So I, I thought, I know the instructions, right? So I get the silly putty and I did start doing one of these things. You guys know what I'm talking about, little, little snakes. And I just started, now she meant for me to take it like flat and just close off the outside. I did not get the, the clear instructions. So I started making it like a little snake and started like jamming it down in my ear cavity to, to protect my ear from more water. And then I went rafting in central Oregon. And all I could tell you is I felt my heartbeat, boom, 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 boom. The whole day and at like lunchtime, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't handle it. So I go to pull it out and it was like, this like gum, like this, right? So I get back to Portland, drive myself to the ER, tell the doctor there, hey, I got an ear infection. Don't tell him there's silly putty in, in my ear. He put on one of those like little minor hats. He's got his glasses on and he goes, what the, what? I'm like, well, I, my girlfriend's a nurse and she told me to put silly putty in my ear. And she start, he started digging in there with the hook saying, every five-year-old knows not to put anything in your ear. Guys, clear instructions are so essential, amen? Yes, um, children know this, but adults don't put things in your ear. Okay. I think about that as I come to this text because these instructions couldn't be more clear about us to be careful. And in two very, very specific ways, that, that phrase, be careful, comes up in this chapter. And it frames these two ways that we're supposed to lean into our tomorrows by looking back. First, it's to remember, to remember. And second, it's to revere. Let me read uh, several verses again, verses 10 through 13. When the Lord your God brings you into land, he swore to your fathers to give you a land filled with large flourishing cities. You do not build houses with all kinds of good things you did not provide. Wells you didn't dig, vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. You'll eat and be satisfied. Be careful first that you not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery. And then secondly, fear the Lord, your God, and serve him only. The point is to be careful, to remember and to revere. You could almost say, remember, revere, repeat. Remember, revere, repeat. These are the habits that shape us to move forward, to look forward in the future with hope. So first, I want us to look at what does it mean to remember? I mean, literally, it says, be careful not to forget the Lord. These, these people had been wandering in the wilderness. Their identity had been shaped by the Exodus story. That God had come with his mighty right hand, had rescued them out, had heard their cries, rescued them out of slavery, and then called them to live into being a blessing for the world, to bless them, to be a blessing. And now at, at the 
at the doorstep of this promised land, this list of blessing is, is, is it, it comes up again. They're going to have houses with, that they didn't, weren't provided to them. They, they're going to have wells they didn't dig, vineyards that they didn't plant. All of these good things, blessings to them. Again, the faithfulness of God showing up. All is gift. All is grace. All is provided by this God who goes before us, that went before them. Now, there's obviously a theology of conquest about, well, other people did dig those wells and made those houses, and that's an important topic, but not for today, because the point for us to remember is God cares for us. God has always cared for us, and God will always care for us. All is gift. The book of James reflects it in this way. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. All is gift. Don't forget. And just so you don't think that this is just an old Testament thing. This is the truth of the new Testament, the truth of the message of Jesus, because what as people of the new covenant, what do we remember? Jesus instituted the Lord's supper communion. And he said these words, do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. It's our rule of life. It's how our identity is shaped because of all that God has done in and through Jesus, who came, who lived, who sacrificed, who rose again so that we might have life. To remember. We got to be careful to remember. Now, I, I had a minor in French in college. It was a very minor, minor, I'll say that. But I do know this, the word souvenir in French is the verb to remember, souvenir. So for you today, here's a question. What souvenirs of faith do you have? What remembrances of the goodness and the faithfulness of God do you cling to? I hope that your mind is flooded with those. I think in my own life, the very first thing that came to mind almost 30 years ago, I was on a mission trip with a music team for 13 months. And we traveled in the States. Uh, The name of our little group was called Crossfire. And ultimately, we went for five months to West Africa. Here's my passport picture, just so you know that it was in uh, the early 90s. And uh, I was going to shave my beard, but I thought, I'm just going to go with the hair thing today. So yeah, they actually let me into Cameroon with that passport. It's amazing. But uh, what I recognized in those times, and here's the next picture of uh, some the friends I traveled with. There are just five of us. We were in Ghana, we were in Togo, we were in Cameroon. And this was before cell phones, friends. It was before the internet. And day by day, we were trusting that God was going to be faithful. I remember very specifically, we had to change our plans because of really some safety things that were happening in Central Africa at this time. And so we were going to end up going to Cameroon early. And we sent a fax to our host who lived several hours from the, the, the city we were going to land in. And we never heard back. We got on the plane, step of faith. And I remember getting off of that plane, walking down the stairway, standing on the tarmac, 110 degrees there in Cameroon. And we held hands and we prayed, God, we know you'll be faithful. We know you will show up. We're not sure of the backup plan. And as we picked up our bags and we walked out and someone ran to us and said, crossfire, crossfire, crossfire. Oh my gosh, the joy of knowing that when we trusted God in that moment, God was faithful. Story after story, souvenir after souvenir 
in my own memory of that, those times when God was faithful. I hope for you that those souvenirs come quickly as well, that you can remember because the clear instructions for our day today as we look back is remember, remember, be careful, take care to remember. And that's the first point of this message today. Secondly, we're told to be careful also to revere. Now, kids, I'm not talking about some guy named Paul who rode, rode a horse back in the day. To revere means to have awe, to, to have respect, to worship, to know that God is God and I am not. In verse 13, it says, fear the Lord your God and serve him only. Actually, the whole chapter is wrapped up in this, this interesting phrase, fear the Lord. Chapter one, it starts with these words. These are the commands, decrees, and the laws the Lord your God has directed me to teach you, to observe in the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and the children after them may fear the Lord as long as you may live by keeping his decrees and commands that I give you, so you may enjoy long life. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the the God of our fathers has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all of your strength. These verses are most likely very familiar to you because when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He points back to this passage and says this, to love God with everything that you are. That's the greatest commandment. And actually, the Lord's Prayer of the Old Testament, the Shema, is right there too. Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's the daily prayer of Jews, even still to this day. But what is this fear of the Lord? Proverbs says it's actually the beginning of wisdom. And it comes up a, a dozen times or so in the Old Testament. What is this fear of the Lord? The message version says to live in deep reverence of God. Friends, this isn't about fire and brimstone and uh, uh, sinners in the hands of an angry God. This is about being overwhelmed by God's majesty, by the holiness that just blows us away. David reflects on it in Psalm 8. He says, what is mankind? Who am I that you are mindful of us? You are so big. It's made me think a bit today for myself when was the last time I was in awe of something in real life? When was the last time I was in, in awe of something? Obviously, we have so much technology driving us. And so <laughs> between memes and viral videos and blockbuster special effects that are awesome, I wonder if I've stepped back and been in awe of God. When was the last time you were in awe? Friends, we live in the Pacific Northwest. Look outside. I grew up in the ever brown state of Utah. Oh my gosh. It is amazing. And I started talking to friends this week. When were you last in awe? And we talked about standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon. Any of you have been there? It, it, it doesn't even feel real. Like what? I remember doing whale watching up in the San Juan Islands and watching orcas like pop their head up like too close to me, right? Wow. Amazing. I remember the the birth of uh, my first kid, Catherine, and just being blown away 
by God giving us this gift. This is a picture of her doing her bowling ball. She used to do this bowling ball little thing. And now that young person's about to graduate from high school. Ah, it's more like, ah. Awesome, awesome. Now I grew up in the 80s, so we use that word all the time. Everything was awesome in the 80s long before the Lego movie came along. But I gotta tell you, I've not forgotten that one of the youth leaders in our group when the, the song, uh, Our God is an Awesome God came out, he actually would challenge us and say, we should only use the word awesome when it comes to God. Now he was kind of dogmatic and maybe legalistic about it, but it it's really is true. The Lord, our God is one. There's only one God. There's only one thing that should make us so full of wonder and reverence and awe. This is how Oswald Chambers puts it. The remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. I'm, I'm, it, it impresses me that this season is one of much fear in our world. Can we actually revere God and trust him and fear nothing else? So what are the implications of this kind of reverence and awe? Uh, the scripture actually here is amazing when it talks about family faith. Um, now, I'm, I'm excited for us to reconnect with our kids in Sunday school and, and children's ministry and youth ministry or in person. But in this scripture, it doesn't say drop your kids off at Sunday school. It actually talks about faith at home. Impress upon your children your faith. Talk about it with them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie their symbols of your faith up at your home. And it reminds me that we're to teach our children well by modeling, by impressing upon them faith. Just some encouragements for you, whether you have kids or you're connected to other generations, to use mealtime, to use bedtime, to use driving in the car. Our, Our family says cars are for conversations. So we make our kids most often put their cell phones away give reminders of our faith to to our kids, to those that we are connected with, to revere God, to love God back, to love God back. These clear instructions from Deuteronomy to remember and to revere. In closing, I just want to say that we can only really look forward with faith if we see God's faithfulness in the past. If we are confident that God who has promised to be faithful hasn't forgotten us as we don't forget him to remember and to revere. Now, I've got to just share an honest confession. I suffer from spiritual amnesia sometimes. Anyone else? I suffer from spiritual amnesia. And I think about it. Why? I have all these souvenirs of faith. Why do I suffer? Why do we suffer from spiritual amnesia? And I'm giving myself a little bit of grace, hoping to give you a little bit of grace too, to know that, well, there are new stresses and new challenges that come. I mean, I made my list. I mean, regathering is hard. How do we do this safely? What's it mean to send my kid off to college? I'm so COVID tired. Anybody relate? I'm so COVID tired. And the list goes on and on. And sometimes I feel like Peter that was in the midst of a miracle walking on the waves 
Why, he's, then all of a sudden the wind and other waves, they, they take his focus off of Jesus and he starts to sink. He starts to sink, spiritual amnesia. Friends, come back. Take care, Deuteronomy says, to remember and to revere without guilt, without shame. These last several days, I've been walking with a friend. He gave me permission to share this story. Uh, he, he's just come home from rehab. And for two weeks in rehab, he put a backpack on and put two rocks about the size of a football in this backpack. And he carried them. One rock was called guilt. One rock was called shame. And he carried those to the point that his back ached and he could never get comfortable. And he realized he'd been carrying them for 40 years. And this is a man who's following Jesus, who believes that, that he has souvenirs of faith too, but he never got rid of these backpacks. And so um, he took those backpacks out. He's brought them home with him to put them up as rocks of remembrance that God is faithful, to revere and love God back for all that he's done, that he no longer, he can be freed from that slavery. You and I, we need that too. So wherever you're at, let go of it. Let go of it. If you're suffering from spiritual amnesia, come back to remember, to revere God. It's amazing. Jesus used these words in Matthew 16. He's talking to his disciples and he says it tenderly. You of little faith, why? Why are you talking amongst yourself about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the loaves for the 5,000? How many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls you've gathered? And I heard those tender words for me too. Don't you remember, Chris, how I brought you to be part of this community at Bethany? I'll take care of you. Don't you remember, Chris, how your home has been made a safe place for the foster cousins because your bio kids are so awesome? Don't you remember, Chris, that, that Catherine is 10 times more mature than you are when you went to college? I can be trusted. I can be trusted, the Lord tells us. And it's true. It's true. My encouragement, a homework, maybe some homework for you today, is for you to talk with a friend about souvenirs of faith. Be honest about how you're feeling about this upcoming season of so much uncertainty but then follow the clear instructions of Deuteronomy. Remember, revere this awesome God who goes with us. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. It's so much more than a song. It's a calling for us to be careful. To be careful to love him back with all we are. To remember his goodness in the past, which will lead to his faithfulness in the future and to revere and love him for the awesome God that he is. Would you please pray with me? Father, these are prayers, these are promises that we need to live by. And I know that in my own fatigue and my own stress and worry, uh, I get amnesia. May your gentle voice come to me, come to us and say, do you not remember? And then flood our minds by your Holy Spirit about your goodness in the past that will lead us forward to be full of hope 
full of faith into the future, fixing our eyes on you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.